plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Welcome to Star Style V, the star you are. This is our informational playground. We're coming to you live on the Voice American Network. My name is Cynthia Bryan, and I am the host of this show. And it is brought to you uh, under the SBCs of Be the Star You Are charity as an outreach uh, uh, program providing some positive messages and positive media. So today's show is going to be fun, I hope, uh, for you. We're going to talk about foreign languages. Uh, did you ever study a foreign language in school? I mean, do you speak another language? Maybe your um, your home, your first language is not English, so you already speak an English, another language. But by studying other cultures and languages, we broaden our horizons and learn to appreciate our differences. And for kids that are interested in going to college, those institutions are looking for initiative in learning. And language is the art of communication. That's coming up in our first segment. Now, of course, I have to go into the garden. <laughs> As you know, I have been weeding my fields and orchards for like two months now after all the multiple atmospheric rivers. And I'm going to uh, explain to you why it is necessary to weed and to give you some tips for what to do in your June garden. So let the fields of flowers flow. And then in our third segment, I was so impressed with Ant Antonio Guterres's, the Secretary General of the United Nations, this letter that he wrote to his great-great-granddaughter who was not yet born. And he asked the question, will you open this letter in a spirit of happiness and gratitude or with disappointment and anger at my generation? And I thought it was really appropriate with what's happening in the world and all the climate change and global warming and, you know, people who deny that it's happening. But I really uh, thought this was an incredible letter. And I am going to read that letter to you and then discuss its importance. So the miracle moment for today, of course, is brought to you by Be The Star You Are charity. And as you know, we are still doing our shoe drive. It is so exciting. I, I, our teen chairperson, Ella, she actually collected um, over 500 pairs of shoes. Our goal is 2,500 pairs of shoes, and we're doing it through June 30th. Please visit the website, bethestarur.org. Our partners are 5A Rent-A-Space and Mark Hogue State Farm Insurance. And then, of course, we have our team, Be The Star You Are, team volunteers working on it. And so if you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, you have shoes you want to get rid of. You know, they could be new, gently worn. It can be boots 
just anything. These are going to be so useful to all these people, especially in disaster zones around the world where we will be shipping them. And this is from Soren Kierkegaard. Life must be lived forward, but it can only be understood backward. And isn't that the truth? <laughs> we, we really don't know what's going to happen in the future. So, um, but we, we have to, we can't live uh, in the past. I really hate it when we live in the past and we have to think about the future. So thinking about the future, I want to talk about foreign languages. Um, and I'm going to talk a little bit about the past, although I don't want to be living in the past, but I want to tell you some experiences from the past because I think that will uh, lend itself to this discussion about foreign language in schools. Now, what I have observed over the years, um, although here in America we do attempt to learn a foreign language, it doesn't even come close to the way that people in other countries seem to be able to learn English. And I know having grown up on a farm where we had um, farm workers that came from Mexico and my family and my mom spoke Italian and she thought she was speaking Italian to our workers. Well, that kind of, kind of understood, but not so much. So when I was 15, I did become an exchange student to Mexico so that I could learn the language and I needed to learn Spanish so that I could communicate with our workers. And learning Spanish was one of the most important things that I ever, ever did. I had taken two years of Spanish in high school, um, one year of high school Spanish the teacher was great. One year, the teacher didn't even speak Spanish, had no clue about the language, gave everybody D's and F's because she didn't even know what she was saying. She obviously got fired. She was a total weirdo. But the point is, is that trying to learn a language sometimes in the school is difficult. And so um, I actually had to go to the country and live in Mexico to learn the language, which is something that I highly recommend for every, every student out there is to try to do a semester abroad, a year abroad, whatever you can do so that you can become part of the world. Well, what I found after I learned Spanish uh, living in Mexico at age uh, 15, and that was a huge change, you know, going from a farm to getting on a plane, the first time being on a plane and, you know, flying to Guadalajara and then living uh, living in a completely different, um, you know, location, a big city, having been on a farm and learning the language. But what I realized is that I really loved foreign languages. So I did a um, apply at, for a teenage ambassadorship. Um, and I started to study German and I ended up in Holland where um, they changed my orders five days before I left. And I didn't speak a word of Dutch and it took me three months before I could understand anything and probably six months before I was speaking, you know, fairly well and a good year before I was fluent and could read it, etc. But again, that opened up my horizons and what has shocked me in um, in that experience is how diligent um, and how stringent 
language arts are in other countries where people really do have to speak several languages. For example, when I was living in Holland, in order to graduate from high school, you had to be proficient in English, of course, Dutch, German, and, and French. And if you went to the gymnasium, you also had to speak Latin and Greek, which were dead languages, but you had to be able to read and write Latin and Greek. So uh, people in other countries tend to do more in the language arts. And then when I was at UCLA, I applied uh, to be on the student abroad program uh, to France. So I studied French and, um, you know, it was interesting, even though I, it was a great course at UCLA, you don't really learn the language until you get to the country. And I, it was like total immersion, both, in, oh, well, three times in Mexico, in Holland, and in uh, France. And that is the way to really learn a language. But what students are asking today is, do you really have to study a foreign language? I mean, everybody almost speaks English, right? But I really want to recommend to everyone that really go about attempting to learn another language, even if it's just for your travel, so that you can order in a restaurant, say hello to the Uber driver or the, you know, the taxi driver, and just to be able to get around. But for students who are preparing to apply for college, students have to be aware that they need to have a, a foreign language. Yes, colleges do require that you have rigorous core, uh, uh, courses in English and mathematics and science, but so many students don't think that foreign language is central to their applications. But the thing about it is most universities and colleges, they absolutely require languages. And uh, two years of a foreign language is a common length of time for schools to require, um, uh, you know, to require that on an application. However, most schools are recommending that you have three or four years and highly selective universities prefer students who have had five years or more, which would mean that you had to take a language in middle school. And um, like when I went to school, we didn't have a middle school. It was just one through eight because we were country kids, but, uh, and a lot of schools don't offer a language. So it is important for students who are considering going to college to really do some research in advance to find out the language requirements and the recommendation is, is to stay with one language so you can really become proficient. Uh, it turned out for me that I have an ear for languages and I absolutely love them. Now, romantic, um, you know, Italian, French, Spanish, um, even a little Portuguese and probably Germanic languages. I've never tried any of the Asian languages but this is what you'll have to um, have to decide for yourself is, you know, what language do you want to learn? What career are you thinking that you would like to do? And I know it's hard. You're a teenager. You don't really know what you want to do. But if you have a passion 
for Asian studies, then maybe you want to uh, study an Asian language. If it is European, then maybe a European language. But if you're if you're just planning, you know, um, to stay here, you might in America. I mean, think about you know, Spanish now is like the second language. I think here in California. I, we there are more Hispanic speaking people than um, English speaking people now. So that I think that changed like in 2020. So you can add a second language if you feel that you have the first one down, as I did. I, I, I just have a knack for languages. But um, foreign languages are truly a key component of of almost all college applications. So we need to be able to research what is required and what is recommended of foreign language courses um, for the college that you plan to apply to. And sometimes sign language could be in there, but be careful because not all uh, colleges are going to accept sign language. And the Ivy League schools, um, sometimes they, there have been rumors that they don't require a language, but you know, go to the website and check it out because you don't want to skip that. And I know it's hard because especially if you have to have four years or you're going to, you may have to take courses during the summer to catch up if you didn't start early enough. I know that when I was applying to uh, be an exchange, not an exchange student, to the study abroad program for France, I needed an extra semester of French, which I didn't have because I didn't, I was studying Spanish before. And so I ended up uh, traveling and um, living in Hawaii for a few months during school breaks so that I could take a language and also scuba dive, right? <laughs> you might as well do it with, but anyway, it all worked out. So um, it's very important, I think, for a lot of different reasons to learn a language because you will experience new cultures. Uh, you'll develop and encourage a respect for diversity. I've, I am a huge believer that when we travel the world, the world travels inside of us and we become more empathetic, more inclusive, and we start realizing that our strengths and our sameness are more than our differences. So it's very important for us to experience new languages, new cultures, new um, foods, new people. You can also acquire a greater opportunity to get to know those people and to lessen the fear of those who are unfamiliar uh, with you. When you, you, when you speak a, a different language, people open up. And it's been my experience, even when you make mistakes, people are very happy that you are trying to speak their language and they usually help you. So what if your conjugation isn't exactly right? If you have most of it, and there's really no reason not to learn a, a language now because you know you can go online and you can take courses online. Uh, obviously you can get things for your car if you want, if your car still has um, CDs that you can put in. Uh, but you will be able to be a communicator, both orally and in writing. And 
It is often in the foreign language classroom that students gain the greatest understanding of grammar and actually expand their vocabulary. I also met my very best friends, who are my best friends to this day, in French class at UCLA. So <laughs> you might just meet some future friends that you will stay friends with forever because you have are sharing this love of a language. And you're going to be exposed to so many new ideas and you will broaden your perspective of the world. The study of a foreign language gives you a very distinct advantage in the professional world. And I can say that from experience, my very first acting job that got me my Screen Actors Guild card was playing a French airline stewardess. And uh, I had to, um, obviously, I had to, when I auditioned, they asked me if I spoke French, and I did. They also asked me what other languages I spoke. And I ended up, besides getting my Screen Actors Guild card for um, doing my role in French, is I also got to do the language dubbing um, for the film in a couple of different languages. And so that was, you know, you get paid handsomely for that. And it was quite exciting to be able to do that. So, and um, the, the film I was in, we actually won an Emmy. So I loved it. So um, if you are applying for a job and you are proficient in more than one language, you're gonna have a competitive edge in the United States economy because we, have, we are such a melting pot of cultures right now. So colleges do care that you study foreign languages, but most of all, you need to care because the study of diverse languages and cultures is truly a gateway to greater understanding and appreciation for a wider range of subjects, including art and music and cuisine and film and science and philosophy. It's gonna educate and broaden your mind in so many ways. And it is really the core of a liberal um, education, a liberal arts education, and helps you become a global citizen. Some of my favorite movies that I love to watch are foreign films, and I love to watch them in the original language. And of course, you can always have the subtitles underneath, which can help you learn the language. But really, if you're not, if you don't have a foreign language right now, consider it. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We will be right back, and we're going to romp into the garden. Stay with me. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 
Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. And join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out Much appreciated that you're still with me as we go into the garden. I really like to, at least a couple of times a month, get you outdoors and, you know, get your hands in the dirt. And so this is what we're going to do in a field of dreams today. Now, when the primal forces of nature tell you to do something, the prudent thing is not to quibble over details. And that is from the movie Field of Dreams, which was a fabulous movie. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. But is there anybody who doesn't marvel over the sight of a fabulous field of flowers? I am definitely an extreme gardener. Um, people, I guess I'm a plantaholic, I guess. <laughs> and I swoon each spring when the promise of a kaleidoscope of flora burst from the ground. But alas, this year, as you have already know, if you've been following this show, my swooning turned to sweating. With the 12 atmospheric rivers and the continued rain through May here in California, the ground is also bursting with unwanted weeds of every sort. Bindweed, chokeweed, thistle, dayflowers, vetch, black medic, wildcut leaf geranium, dock, fleabane, spurge, ragweed, cudweed, euphorbia, poisonous hemlock, unidentifiable thugs that I don't even know what they're called, and a plethora of grasses that are blown in from the hills. And yes, I know if you're about to say it, a weed is just a plant growing where it isn't wanted. Yet, many of these unwelcome invaders are just pernicious. They're poisonous, they're prickly, and they're painful. And for the past two months, I have spent every free moment, you know, after work, before work, living the advice in the film and doing the prudent thing caused by the primal forces of nature. I've been digging and pulling up the roots of these assailants. I do practice that no-dig method to maintain my fields and borders because the less the soil is turned, 
the fewer weeds will sprout, or so the research indicates. Uh, last spring, I had uh, added innumerable yards of nutrient-rich soil and covered it with equal amounts of mulch. And that took me months of buckets that, you know, hauling up and down the hills. And in the fall, I scattered seeds of nasturgeum and nigella and seafoam status, also known as sea lavender and calendula, as well as I planted the rhizomes of various bearded iris and corms of common cornflog. Now, climbing roses, are adorning the fence and everything sprouted as anticipated. However, the winds and the birds brought so many uninvited visitor weeds who happily took up residence in this lush environment. And I know that, um, you know, a lot of people had emailed me or said, why don't you use Roundup? Well, I don't want any pesticides in uh, or insecticides or any kind of chemicals in my garden because I keep it organic. Also, even if I did want those, uh, the weeds are tangled and you know, like strangling my plants or they're completely covering them. So there's not a way to like weed whack it or put anything on it. Every single weed has to be pulled by hand with the roots. Now, when that broadleaf wild cutleaf geranium is small, it is quite beautiful. It has these tiny pink flowers, bright lime green leaves, and it's also very fragrant. But as this crane's bill, which it's also called, matures with its red stems, it spreads two or more feet. It wraps around neighboring flower stems, making weeding more difficult, and it's actually choking the other flowers. Now, the leaf structure mingles with the nigella, often resulting in more love and the mist being eradicated than is wanted. And then bindweed with flowers that mimic morning glory. I mean, it sometimes looks pretty because there can be white or pink or even striped little flowers. But what it does is it twines to the top of any plant and it just adds to the difficulty of clearing it. And again, what it is doing is strangling because it, it just, it just uh, strangles a plant. And then many of the grasses that self-seeded from the surrounding hillsides, they would be so interesting in a container as a standalone display, especially the purple grass, which I've just found out the, this, this purple grass is actually the California grass, um, actually the state grass of California. It's very pretty. It's a purple grass, but when it's infiltrated into the centers of my flowers, it just hinders the graceful arches of color and it just, it looks terrible. So again, it has to be pulled out by the root. It also has these stickers on it. And so if it's left to go to seed, I mean, my pants were just filled with, and well, everything was just filled with these stickers in them. And it's very uncomfortable. And if you have animals, you know, it gets into the fur of your dogs or, or your cats, and that's not good. Now, allergy season has been ferocious this year, and my eyes are consistently red and irritated. And despite taking an antihistamine, I, I am sneezing constantly while I'm weeding. And according to a 2021 study published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences of America, this is an academic journal, 
Between 1990 and 2018, the North American pollen season lengthened 20 days with 20% more pollen. The reason, warming temperatures, changing rainfall patterns, rising atmospheric carbon dioxide levels, they're all cited as causing increased pollen production. So trees, grass, and weeds are causing the sniffling, the stuffiness, the coughing, the congestion, and also the itching. And hopefully these seasonal allergies will be alleviated by late June. But most people I know right now are really suffering from these allergies. And I am taking a, um, taking a, a, a break as of right now um, because I'm on the radio. But, you know, after the radio is over tomorrow, I'll be back wearing my overalls, my hat, my sunglasses, my apron, my boots and my gloves for another round of freeing my fields of dream from the primal forces of nature. So slowly and joyfully, I am witnessing the glistening glory of my efforts. I, I keep saying I, I only have a few more weeks left. I hope that's true. But so now for June, let's talk about some gardening tips that you could do to get ready for summer. And many of these, of course, are good for anywhere in the country, but um, they are also very um, specific here for Northern California. So if you have a patio or a balcony or a porch with any patio furniture, this is a good time to do a thorough scrubbing of your lounge chairs and your cushions. Now, again, weeding, just maintain your weeding schedule. Be vigilant about pulling weeds as soon as they appear because they're zapping the nutrients and water from plants. You gotta make certain to get the roots. And if you have the weeds like I have, as I have already um, expressed, they could be strangling and choking or even poisoning your other plants. The certain certain um, plants like the euphorbia uh, emit a toxin into the soil that actually kills the other plants. So be get rid of these weeds. Now, echo color, colors when you plant, even if you plant different plants of form and texture, if you wanna capture the exuberance and energy of flow, Plant swaths of the same color in opposing areas. Like if summer's here, people like to plant zinnias. So if you want to plant zinnias, then um, go ahead and plant some zinnias. You know, like if you like the color pink or pink and purple, plant pink and purple in one area. And then uh, on an opposing side, Maybe you'll plant something else. It could be zinnias, but you know, maybe it'll be penstemons, but mimic the color. And then you're going to have a really interesting um, uh, design going on. Now prune your lilacs after blooming to encourage more blooms next year. And lilacs can be pruned by a third for optimal flowering. Lift your mood by designing a refuge area amongst your favorite plants with a bench or a chair where you can relax, recharge and feel protected. Throughout my landscape, throughout my little mini farm, I have created areas to sit, to rest and appreciate the natural beauty. I have benches, I have some rickety old chairs, I have um, all different kinds of seating arrangements, even 
um, uh, tree stumps that I have cut and it just works great. It's, you know, when you need a break, you need a break. So try it. Plant a pumpkins now for a Halloween harvest. And this is also the perfect opportunity to get your corn, your eggplant, your beets, and your cucumbers started. Succession plant your greens every three weeks. Um, that would include a lettuce, an arugula, uh, as well as root vegetables. This is the time to sow seeds of basil, cilantro, chives, and parsley for a summer season of savory spices. You could also add dill to that list. I put dill in a pot with my tomatoes and peppers and it's doing just great. Check your drip irrigation system as well as any sprinkler heads. It is interesting how, you know, just sometimes somebody bumps them and they break off and uh, water is such a valuable resource. You don't wanna be wasting it. Speaking of water, it's better to water only once or twice a week. Do it either early in the morning when the plants will absorb the most or later in the evening. But if you're watering your lawn, it's better to do it early in the morning because lawn, it needs to dry out before the, the uh, nighttime dew sets in. Otherwise, you're going to get some, um, you'll get some insects coming into your lawn. This is a great time to propagate azaleas, carnations, fuchsias, and hydrangeas by taking cuttings and then planting them in rich soil. You can just plant them in a pot, um, like potting soil, and water them, and then see what ends up coming. You want to deadhead your spent rose petals weekly to encourage continuous blossoms. Roses are absolutely spectacular this year, and you want to keep them healthy and blooming. If you have a lot of roses like me, you may have to be deadheading more often because you may not be able to get all of them in one fell swoop. So um, I find it kind of meditative and relaxing to take an hour every day and to walk around my, uh, my rose gardens and deadhead. And then I feed the rose petals to my goats and pigs and chickens and rabbits. They absolutely love them. It's like candy for them. You know, just like the deer, if you have deer, you can out, put it out, but put, put it outside your fence because you don't want the deer jumping your fence to come in and eat your roses. And mulch your entire garden with at least three inches of material to help retain moisture. It will keep the soil cooler. It'll prevent drought-related problems throughout the upcoming hot months. And uh, one way that you can mulch, if you are uh, mowing your lawn, and if you are not leaving the lawn clippings on your lawn, which I at least recommend doing every other mow because your lawn clippings are filled with nitrogen. And nitrogen is what makes lawns green. So every time you cut your lawn, if you are bagging it, you are robbing your lawn of that nitrogen. Now, if you are bagging it though, instead of putting it in a bin to be hauled off by the garbage or recycle company, uh, consider using it as a mulch. You could mix it with leaves and have a leaf and grass mulch, or you can just put it in other parts of your garden. It will turn brownish but it'll keep um it'll really keep the soil moist and it will eventually work its way into the soil so 
I, I do that. I think it works out well. So if it works for you, um, just try it and see. And don't forget, you can brighten your patios, your porches, your balconies with containers of colorful flowers. You might consider balls mauve, which is a wallflower. You could use petunias. You could use sweet William flowers. Um, again, zinnias are going to be really good for the summer. And the nice thing about zinnias is you can save the seeds and then you can spread them around. So I hope you'll get out into the garden and happy gardening and happy growing. And we're going to take a break and have a business bite with some tips that will make for good business. And when we come back, I will be reading to you a letter to my granddaughter's granddaughter from Antonio Guterres, who is the Secretary General of the United Nations. You are listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. So stay tuned with me, turn up the volume, and during the break, visit my website, CynthiaBryan.com. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. In order to grow your business, I have 10 tips that experts agree can help your business grow and flow. Brand and create brand awareness. Partner with compatible companies. Assemble a team of the best professionals. Motivate and inspire employees. Do what you are best suited for and then hire someone else to do the rest. Establish uniqueness in your company or business. Focus, focus, focus. And when you expand, expand with a strategy. Exploit and explore needs in the marketplace to evolve new products. And the most important of all is persevere, persevere, persevere. In other words, never give up. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's Cynthia Bryan. Brian with an I dot com. Be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Bethestarur.org. Dare to care.
You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at voiceamericaempowerment.com. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is Well, we are back, and you're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are, coming to you live on the Voice America Network. You can also hear us on any platform where you get your podcasts. So there's no reason not to be turning into Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And then don't forget, our teen show is available on Sundays at 3 p.m. on the Voice American Network. And it is uh, such a great show every single week with what teens are thinking and talking about. And currently, we are focusing on mental health and teen suicide and drugs. So make sure that you tune in to Express Yourself Teen Radio right here on the Voice America Network. Well, I when I was reading uh, Time Magazine, uh, this, was, this letter was published from Antonio Guterres, who is the Secretary General of the United Nations. And he called it a letter to my granddaughter's granddaughter. And I just thought this was the most beautiful, beautiful thing and so appropriate that I wanted to share it um, on air today because it's one of these things that uh, it's, you know, our generation, what are we doing to this planet? And what will our legacy be? So with that, let me just read the letter. My dear great-great-granddaughter, I wish I could be with you as you open this letter in the year 2100. My mind is flooded with curiosity about your life, your hopes and dreams, and what kind of world is outside your window. But I must confess, I am fixed on one question. Will you open this letter in a spirit of happiness and gratitude or with disappointment and anger at my generation. As I write you in 2023, humanity is losing the fight of our lives, the battle against climate upheaval that threatens our planet. If I were with you now, you might ask if we saw disaster coming. Yes, we did. We are making a mess of our planet through bottomless greed, timid action, and an addiction to fossil fuels that is driving temperatures to unlivable new highs around the world every year. Scientists, civil society, the United Nations, and most inspiring of all, 
young people have led the charge for climate action, but too many leaders have failed to step up. Today, our world stands at a crossroads with two paths before us that will have a direct impact on your future. The first leads to a future of relentless temperature rise, deadly droughts and famines, melting glaciers and rising seas, communities ravaged and erased by floods and wildfires, extinction and biodiversity loss on an epic scale. In short, it's a trail of destruction. Now the second path leads to the legacy that you deserve, breathable air, better health, sustainable food systems, clean water, and robust circular economies. A future powered by renewable energy and high quality green jobs. I am determined that humanity follows this second path. We have all the information we need. We have the tools, we have the technology. What we need is the political will to forge a peace pact with nature and transform how we grow food, how we use the land, fuel transport, and how to power economies. Wealthy countries must help less wealthy ones cut carbon emissions and make huge investments in renewable energy and the protection of vulnerable communities. Of course, even if we take all of these actions, our climate will still change in dramatic fashion by the time you are born. But we could limit the damage and we can provide every country and community with ways to adapt and become more resilient. A future with only 1.5 centigrade, which is 2.7 Fahrenheit of global warming may not deliver us to climate heaven, but it will save us from climate hell. So which path did my generation take? My dear great, great granddaughter, by the time you open this letter, you will have your answer. You will know whether we succeeded or failed in our fight for your future. You are decades from birth, but I already hear you. The central question from you and all humanity both haunts and motivates me. What did you do to save our planet and our future? when you had the chance. I will not relent in making sure my generation answers that essential call. I will stand for climate action, climate justice, and the better, more peaceful and sustainable world you and all generations deserve. And that is signed Antonio Guterres, Secretary General of the United Nations. And when I read this letter, I was, I don't know, it just really hit me. First of all, it made me want to write a letter to my future great 
granddaughter's granddaughter um, for the year 2100. Of course, will not be around in those days unless something magically happens. But the fact that the future generations are depending on all of us now. I take such great um, solace in our young people. Here at Be The Star You Are, I work with youth every day, and I am just so amazed at their knowledge, their caring, and how they perceive the world, and the steps that they're taking to make sure that there is a world for them to live in and for their future kids and their future grandkids. It makes me so sad when I hear people deny that there is climate change because all we have to do is <laughs> look out our windows. Here in California, we have just incredible wildfires. We had 12 atmospheric rivers, which we've never had before, and flooding. Look at what's happening in other countries. Look at Pakistan with all the humongous floods. If you go into Africa and see how there is this shortage of food and there's the drought and the amount of people that are evacuating, immigrating, emigrating, just trying to get out of the chaos that is their country. So what are we going to do? We really do have to step it up. I was just uh, in Southern California recently, and it was wonderful because Southern California even has more sunshine than we have in Northern to see so many homes have implemented solar um, and there's solar panels on their rooftops. And there's so much that we can do. And this is something that right now in America, there are all these clean energy systems and we can get ta tax credits of up to 26% of the cost to install qualifying systems using solar, wind, geothermal, biomass, or even fuel cell power to produce electricity, heat, water, or regulate the temperature in our home. And um, this will be, uh, it would be great, you know, and now there's battery storage and there are all kinds of incentives for renewable energy home improvements. There's new tax laws out there. Consumers can qualify for a clean energy credit now of up to 30% for eligible expenditures um, through uh, 2032. Then the credit's going to go down to 26 for systems installed in 2033 and 22% um, in 2034, and then it's going to expire. But, um, you know, this 4% bump from 26% to 30% may seem small, but it can equate to big savings when you're making any large-scale clean energy improvements to your home. And this is going to be helpful for for our world. Uh, the Inflation Reduction Act also extends the tax credit for installing electric vehicle charging stations at home through 2032, up to 30% per charger with a maximum credit of $1,000. Um, so uh, there's so many things that we can look, uh, look at now and that we can do to help. 
And we do have to get away from fossil fossil fuels. And I was just um, watching NPR or listening to NPR, and they were talking about the rise of the the carbon dioxide in our environment and how that is accelerating. So just think about it. We can really save big by going green at home because all this new legislation is just packed with tax breaks. Um, if you are a homeowner and you want to upgrade to energy efficient systems and appliances, and as a bonus, you're going to slash your utility bills. And I'll give you next week, I'm going to give you different ways that you can slash your utility bills. But that is our show for today. And as always, I thank you so much for joining me right here on Star Style, Be The Star You Are. I want you to think less, feel more, ask once and give thanks often. Always expect the best and appreciate everything. Never give up, have lots of fun. Learn to lead, invent, regroup, and smile a lot and always live as if you are successful because then you shall be. So I hope that you'll be tuned here with me, Cynthia Bryan, every week on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, coming to you live on the Voice America Network. For more information about Be the Star You Are, visit bethestaryouare.org. Don't forget our shoe drive. For more information about Star Style Productions, visit cynthiabryan.com. My aim is to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. Want you to see beyond your physical being. Know you already are the star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And until next Wednesday, when we play here on the Star Style Playground, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style. I thank you. I encourage you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. Dream, create, and make a difference. Thanks for joining me. Until next week. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.